If you want to say that Joe Biden is doing a great job, you can say that. Hey, you don't have to be in touch with reality. No one says you have to be honest. In this media game, you can say whatever you want to say, and hey, who am I to say you're being a dishonest? I, I don't know, I'm, but it seems like you could not be. Or you may not be. Point is this. I'm looking at a study that just hit my desk. It's about a poll that was done. And see, here's the thing, guys. Even if the data says, in most subsets, America's doing well, there's a subset that really pertains to how people are doing. And that's the subset about wages for workers. In every measurable, quantifiable column, even the ones that they can mess with and increase and decrease, they say we're doing really, really well, but the one column they can't really fudge with is how workers are doing, how workers are being paid. So you can mess with who's employed and who's not employed just by, if you're unemployed long enough, you all of a sudden don't exist anymore. Yeah, that's what they do. Like if you, if you extend beyond unemployment benefit time for everyone gets a window, and that all depends on how recently you worked, so you no longer qualify for benefits. Well, to the rest of to all the to all of the uh, bar graphs, you no longer matter because you've been unemployed too long. Yeah. And just because you and like and they say people are starting businesses, well, there's start businesses, and then there's actually own profitable businesses. Right, and then there's then there's people who regret starting businesses. <laughs> so it's like they can always manipulate the data, but one thing you cannot manipulate, which is much harder, is hey, how much are you making? Are you making enough money? So that's one of the categories they could not talk about, and they could not fudge well enough to to make this thing look so great, even though they're bigging up Joe Biden. You know, I had the same complaints under on, under Trump. People say, I'm doing so well, I'm doing so well. I'm like, if you if you live outside and you ain't camping, but you're living outside or you're camping without choice, you'd rather not camp, then you're not doing so well. So the same numbers that they use all the time to inflate, to make it look like people are doing better, and that whatever party that's in power, they use them to say, hey, I'm doing a really great job, but to the people, not so great a job. We've had the same complaints consistently from Obama to uh, Trump, now back to Biden. It's the same complaints. I've been consistent. The parties don't cons contain consistency. They don't, they don't maintain consistency. I say all that to say this. There's a new poll out, a new survey done by the Trilofalaga. The Trafalgar, Trafalgar Group. Now, the Trafalgar Group is a very reputable organization that does polling and it does data analysis. And they were awarded uh, awards back in 2016 for how great they did with the 2016 election. And they've been using a lot of other uh, polling 
uh, Reuters' uh, Real Clear Politics and all these other polls that are used in order to determine who's going to win elections. So, you know, you got to vet your polling source. Whenever you hear that there's a poll or a survey that's conducted, it has to matter who does it. So apparently this is a reputable organization. I just want you to know that. And the title of this is... <clears throat> Poll. Nearly 80% of Americans believe U.S. is in state of decay. Nearly 80% of Americans believe that the U.S. is in a state of decay. Seventy-six point eight percent of respondents believe American society and culture is in a state of decay. Now, that's hard to spin. So if 80% of Americans don't think America's doing well, and I would imagine anything that's decaying is not doing so well, that would tell me that people are not very excited about Joe Biden's run, his time in office. And, and uh, the notion that uh, he's doing so well and that you got to go out and vote for him, or you're a Trump supporter is bullshit. And look, I'm not even blaming it all on him. Because if you say that numbers are up with employment and unemployment's down and, you know, and, and companies are doing well and Bezos just bought a new rocket, you can say based on those things, things are looking well. But what I'm saying is people don't think so. The people think we're doing badly. Nine point eight percent of respondents said the country's in a state of progress, while thirteen point four percent said that they were unsure about the state of the country. So ten percent said, "Hey, we're progressing." That's good. Reviewed by political party affiliation, all parties had a majority that said the country is in a state of decline. 61% of Democrats, 85% of Republicans, 81.8% of those identifying as no party or other said American society and culture are in decline. Now, this is not speaking about Joe Biden specifically. This is about America. You can think Joe's doing a hell of a job based on the shit he's got to deal with, I guess. But it's hard to carve out a niche and say, hey, no, you know, the president's great. It's the country that sucks. I think most people will lump it all together. And that's the problem about playing or being in this environment. I mean, guys, let's be honest, man. No matter what side on these issues you fall on, we're dealing with this pandemic shit. We're dealing with shootings, killings, bad weather. You know how cold it is? I'm pissed off how cold it is. And I'm also pissed off that I don't know if it's going to be time to break out the leather or time to 
Break out the sunblock. Who am I kidding? We're never breaking out the sunblock around this joint. You know what I'm saying? Melanin Poppin' Johnson. But you get what I'm saying. Like, I don't know if it's going to be a jacket or a coat. I always go with a coat. I ain't stupid. Because, you know, that's how they get you. But the point is, like, the weather's all over the place. The money's at all over the place. And it turns out most people feel the same way. They're really concerned. Damn that CRT. It's the CRT's fault, right? That's what's doing it. If it wasn't for CRT, everything would be great. I think it's the media too, man. I think the media feeds on these issues that makes you hate life. Even more than you do. It convinces you that everything is shit. And don't get me wrong, a lot of things are horrible. But it's all about what you look at. Sure, you may have hated the Dexter ending. But it had to end. Can't live forever. And he's not real. Get what I'm saying? Trump stands at 51.7%, with Biden jumping to 52.6%. <clears throat> and it was the first time the former president had a better unfavorable rating than the current president. So, right now, right now, Biden's below Trump. Right now. Uh, Biden's real clear politics average for his favorability rating stands at 42, 42. Biden's average for his favorability rating stands at 42. Trump's favorability average is close starting at 40, standing at 41.8. Man, they're right here. I don't, you know, I don't. They're both bad. I mean, they're both really bad. But you know, depending on what channel you cut on that you go to your news, and hopefully you come here for it, you're going to kind of look at it the same way. Uh, your guy's doing better than the other guy. Like, that's that's what they do. That's what they're selling, right? Our guy's better than your guy. And they're going to do what, guys? Hey, ladies. People, brothers and sisters, they're going to pretend to care. They're pretending to care. That's what they're pretending to do. And uh, if you buy into that, I guess, makes you feel warm and fuzzy. You're positive-minded. And if you don't buy into the fact that they're pretending to care, if you see through them like I do, and you realize, nah, they don't really care, Johnson. They don't, they don't give a shit. So then you're negative, right? Anyway, I, I just find it, I don't know how you say the country's doing well or people are feeling great about their president if they think the country's in the shitter. See, with a good president, you don't feel that way. But hey, who am I, you know? I'm not getting paid bucks to... Go on uh, Fox or MSNBC, so who? 
Do they even pay these people? I don't think they pay most people. Yeah, oh, so so I got a couple of little short hits, little quick hits. Simone Sanders just got a new gig. How you been? You know Simone Sanders worked for Bernie. Word on the street was she was stabbing Bernie in the back. She was a saboteur, sabotage. That's what they say. I have no way of knowing if that's true or not. But they say she was like. Leaking information or something? I don't know, man. These are rumors. Don't hold me to it. Then she went to work for Biden, and people are like, oh, my God, she worked for Biden. She worked for, she worked for Biden, then she worked for, no, she worked for Bernie, then she switched to the other B, Biden. And I'm like, okay. That's what people do who want money. who are political operatives. There are people that switch from working for Bernie to want to work for Trump, who are political operatives, and some who are not political operatives. Some of them are independent operators. See, we tell me someone took money to go work for Biden. So it is what it is. And then she went and worked for... Uh, Kamala. She, worked, she went and worked for Kamala, and it looks like that didn't work out so well, uh, because now she no longer works for Kamala, and now she works for MSNBC and the Peacock Network. I tell you, man, some people can't lose. And depending on how you look at it, some people can't win. Depending on how you frame this. But that's a lot of jobs to keep getting. That's a, that's, you got to admit, that is a lot. That is what we call, that's what I would call getting a lot of jobs. Hell, I can't even keep my YouTube numbers up. This person's gone from Bernie to Biden to Kamala to MSNBC and Peacock. That's like, I can't even keep people to watch a free show. Man, I got to start taking notes. These people are great. These people, they know what they're doing. I do not know what I'm doing at all. This is this is horrible. Okay, so what it is, what it is, is that the system rewards those who work within the system. You never saw an op-ed written by Simone Sanders shitting on Bernie or shitting on Biden or shitting on Kamala. Ah! There you go. She never tried to outshine the master, Tim. She never went to war with her colleagues, Tim. No matter how bad she got dragged in the media, no matter how bad the rumors were, she just stayed. If she was pissed, she stayed quietly pissed. And then once she told how pissed off she was, those people did not ride her out and go tell others. Nor did people like go on shows trying to no one from her squad, so to speak, went out and tried to like shit on her in order to boost themselves. I used to like her, but I don't like her anymore because I used to, she used to be great. She used to be fantastic. Just my black sister used to be fantastic, but now I just don't. Oh, she used to help me, but she doesn't help me anymore. She's horrible. 
Let me tell you some secrets about how horrible she is. No one does that. No one does that in corporate media. No one does it. They got rules. This is something. So anyway, Simone Sanders, way to go, Simone Sanders, and doing uh, what's necessary to stay employed. There you go. Way to go. Fantastic. Now, if independent media could have an iota, an iota of the same level of not like, like we will never be. Independent media will never be uh, sustainable, effective, multi, no, as effective as it could be if we don't learn these rules. Everyone else gets it. We just destroy each other. They don't destroy each other. In fact, they shut the hell up about each other. That's all. Just something to think about. And then look, and look, I'm, I look. I'm eating my own, I'm drinking my own wine or what is it? I'm eating my own something. What's it? What's it? I'm eating my own spaghetti. I don't know. I'm practicing what I preach. I'm trying to, Johnson. You guys got to keep me on the straight now. This show supports black agenda and cutting the check, reparations for black uh, descendants of formerly enslaved peoples, black Americans here in America. Some people call it freed men. Uh, yeah, that's what it does. So uh, with that in mind, always, cut the check, Johnson. Cut the check, cut the check. Cut the check. Couple more things. I have several. Hope you guys don't have anything else to do. Hope there's nothing else on. I cut on. I'm I'm looking through like I'm I'm doing my research today, and I saw that Tim Pool. I saw that Tim Pool was live. Folks, you want to talk about uh, a moment of clarity? I cut on my phone. Well, I went to my YouTube app. Tim Pool was on with the guy from the Dirty Jobs guy. He was on with this guy. Uh, God, what's this guy? This guy does like a uh, couple of people I've seen before. Forget it. Anyway, he had 42,000 people watching his show. He had 42,000 people watching the show. And that's only like half of some of the Joe Rogan audiences that I've seen. And I said, God damn. You know? I say, now I get it why people like kiss his ass and stuff. I mean, people watch this guy. It's about people succeeding in this space. And like, I'm all, you know, I'm back here looking at this content. I'm like, this guy actually was making arguments why the killers of Ahmaud Arbery had a reason 
to chase, track down Ahmaud Arbery. And people, and, and, and there are people going, Tim Pool's cool, he's straight, he's a good guy. You shut up, Tim Black. I'm like, what? Now I get it. Now I get it. Now I now I get it. Now, now it all makes sense to me. <laughs> I tell you, man, so, look, man, sometimes it's just this. The car runs, but it's a little slow. It's got to warm up. It's, it's got to warm up, but it gets going. I see it now. I get it. I wouldn't side with me either. I get you guys now. Makes sense. I'm not talking about the viewers either. Even I'm talking about the commentators that make I get you guys. I understand, man. I see what it is. Jesus Christ. It's like Poole and Rogan and Dylan. And it's like this group that's like, they work together, you know, they go on each other's show. The, you know, black progressive is not even a thing. I'm mean, trying, I'm trying. And they say black new media. But some of it is not progressive. It's like, on its own shit. Anyway, I just thought it was interesting. That was those are major numbers, and I get now like okay, Tim Pool. Yeah, I, I get now why he's not uh why he's successful, and how to stay successful. That's the other thing. It's about also staying successful. So it, it is what it is. Like twenty twenty two, we're gonna keep our eyes open. We're gonna pay attention. Forty two thousand. That's a lot. Um, John Stewart. John Stewart. Now, he's back and he's been back for a while. And some people give him big props. They were like really applauding for him being back. And I was like, okay, John Stewart. I remember this guy, you know. Seemed like a decent guy. Gave his commentary, whatever. He was real with it, you know. That's how I felt. That's how I saw him. I was kind of disappointed when he left. Comedy Central, because it seemed like an authentic type of person. He would bring people on this show to have real conversations about real shit. He pretty much, you know, he knew enough to ask questions, which is no small thing. Well, anyway, then I saw people going after him because he had a couple of takes they didn't, they, they wouldn't have because like they they're, they want to be in a certain club or. I don't know. I saw people going at John Stewart because they disagreed with him. And then, um, so I'm just saying, this is what happens, right? So first it's like, hey, John Stewart's back. That's our guy. Then it's like, uh-oh, he, like, he thinks something that we don't want him to think. So then I saw people coming out with the knives. And now I see that they smeared him. They start smearing this guy based on something he said like a couple months ago. In a joke about J.K. Rowling because, well, they don't like J.K. Rowling, the, the Peter Potter, Harry Potter lady. Yeah, the Harry Potter book lady. They don't like her, and they said that, she, they said John Stewart called her anti-Semitic because of some goblins or something like this is crazy. All I'm saying is, he came out, he says, no, that's not true. 
I don't know, Newsweek? I don't know who said this. He said they're all full of shit and that they're a bunch of liars. And, oh, and what I'm getting to is everyone's stabbing everyone in the back. It's all for ratings. It's all for money. You see a guy says this person's horrible and the anti-Semite or anti-Semitic. They say that's not what I said. So what does that make you guys? Like, what does it make the news entity? And these are news entities we're talking about. Like, it's one thing when Tim Black gets it wrong. I've got it wrong before. I'll get it wrong again. I try to apologize and get out in front of it and make it right. Do a retraction and say, hey, this is bullshit. My bad. You know. But organizations with multiple people and checks and balances and editors, they don't come back and apologize. They just do the wrong thing intentionally. They got editors and staff and writers and producers. They got all this stuff. What happens when they do it? What happens when the news entities lie like rugs, miscategorize, put out false narratives, gaslight, pretend to care? What happens? Nothing. Like right now, I shit you not, guys, there's a video of Joe Rogan who, you know, okay, called him out, disagree on this, disagree on that. Some things I agree on, I agree with, though. Don't watch enough of it to really give you a good breakdown of what's good, what's not. I tend to only tune in when there's some controversy. And then you got to be careful who you watch because one side's got one narrative, the other side's got another narrative. So I pretty much try to stay out of it. And then if you do comment on it, everyone say you're clout chasing. Because that's the word you say when people say shit about people in your life that you don't like. Like, when they disagree, with you, when, they, when they are taking a hit at the person you like, you say they're clout chasing. But when they're bigging up the person you like, they're like, they're having a good opinion. So it's all bullshit. It really doesn't matter. Uh, because to somebody, no matter what you say, you're either clout chasing or hating or you're trying to latch on for survival. or The point is, so Joe Rogan had COVID-19. He put out a video on Instagram. CNN puts out the video, and it's obviously, the video is obviously doctored. It's obviously they did shit to the lighting. They obviously made him look sicker in the video. And Joe Rogan went and put out a video with their video, the video they put out of him and the video he originally put out and put them side by side and just uploaded them and said, look, look what they did to me. They made me look like I was on my deathbed. And it's obvious that they did this. It's obvious the footage was doctored. You cannot deny this. You look at it, you can tell. You cannot come away saying, hey, they didn't do anything. What are you talking about? It's like, are you going to believe, you, you know, your lying eyes or are you going to believe us? That type of thing. And lo and behold, there's some people that are believing them. They're believing CNN over what they see. It's obvious. It's like a black and white video versus a fully in color video. You know, and, and, uh, 
So it's no, there's no limit to what they'll go to. In order to try to discredit, to slander, to bash, to go after whoever they want to go after who doesn't toe the line for whatever they're trying to build up. And that's just what it is. Newsweek does it, CNN does it, Fox does it. They all do this. Right now, uh, a lot of people are getting a lot of views talking about AOC. And I saw this coming. It's like, believe me, guys, I've had people who've been telling me not to trust AOC for the last couple of years. I just really uh, haven't been listening. <laughs> I mean, I listen, but it's like, you know, how do I really know how horrible she is? I don't know, but these people, people said Tim, she's disingenuous. Tim, she's horrible. She's she's a liar. She's this. She's a phony. Tim Black. Then I got people saying Tim, she's amazing. She's a, you know she's a fighter for the people. Can't build up anything, and we just destroy everyone. So it's like ah, what do you what do you do with that? What you, like really? What do you do? What would you do? So you go with your gut. I just kind of like stayed out for a long time. So here we go. She she catches COVID nineteen. And it's right after she was in Florida on video eating food outside without a mask on. And it's largely conservatives who are getting a lot of views off of this. They're saying, how dare she be in... See, she caught COVID. She's one of the main people saying people need to mask up. She catches COVID and she was just in Miami without a mask on at a party outside. I'm like... But she's in a party outside without a mask. If you were telling people not to wear masks, you're against mask mandates anyway. And she's outside. It's like, it's a bunch of hypocrisy. All of this shit is hypocrisy. So, your knock on her is that she was not wearing a mask outside when you don't wear masks outside, do you? You don't want a mask, you don't want a mask up inside. If she caught COVID, you said, what are you saying? You're saying she should not have she should have wore a mask. But we all know anybody can catch COVID regardless of what they do. So it just gets very tiresome. It's very tiresome. And no matter what side of this you come up on, it doesn't change the fact that politics makes people scumbags. And people start playing for their team and they do certain shit. And, and that's what happens. It's, and politics is, is a tough, dirty game. That's why I'm not a politician. So I'm not saying you're wrong. To question motives, to question action, to question acting actions. I'm not saying that you're wrong to question people. I'm not saying you're wrong to call people out. Do what you want to do. I'm just saying it looks hypocritical when your guy gets sick, not wearing a mask. People have died not wearing masks. There have been COVID nineteen people or people people that say it doesn't exist or people that say this is all a bunch of you know bullshit who have passed through have died. Literally died. Like the pizza guy. The 999 guy. Remember that guy ran for president? He was a guy like, ah, screw the mask. 
Godfather's pizza guy. Remember this guy? Black guy. Ran for president for two seconds. May he rest in peace, man. I'm not making fun of that. It's not funny. But he was like against masks. And then like, next time I heard from him, he was in a hospital. Next time I heard from him, he was gone. He was dead. I saw a video of him at some Trump event dancing like this. Outside, no mask. You were like, so what? He's outside, doesn't have a mask on. He's outside, bunch of snowflake assholes complaining about a guy being outside at an event. Then he passed away. And now, AOC is sick. She was at an event outside. Same thing. But you go after her, so it's like there is no consistency. There is no... I hope she gets better. I hope she doesn't pass away over this. hope she could rally back. You know what I'm saying? But you get what I'm going, but the narrative's like, it doesn't matter. It's like, we got a bunch of people that are in this business to make money, and their job is to say certain shit. And in regards to what their stance was yesterday, if it was their person, they'd defend it. It was the other side that condemn it. And when it flips and their people are doing this, they're op- doing the thing their opposition was doing, then they support it. It's and it's like the people who view it or or who who you know who who view it, who support it, who subscribe to it, who sponsor it, they don't give a shit. Cause they don't care. I don't know. Do people care? I don't know if people care or not. All I'm saying is, it's a bunch of noise. It's all lies. And it keeps working. And it's like, wow. We chose, I chose to do this. I chose. I said, I'm going to do this. I, I stopped doing what I was doing to do this without any understanding of how horrible this shit is. That lies win. That you could go from Bernie to Biden to Kamala to MSNBC. All vastly different policies. Things that supposed to you be a champion for. And at the end of the day, be fine. If you stand up for something, your career is over. It's a, it's a wrap. People walk away from you. I used to like him. I don't like him anymore. You stand up for black people, you get fucked over. If you legitimately stand up for black people. Right now, right this very moment. What's going on in New York? It's like no one's talking about the fact that they want non-citizens to vote. I can't even get black people to get their rights back to vote. And now... They just passed. They called it a watershed moment in New York City. New law allows non-citizens to vote. We can't even get American citizens to vote. But New York is making a way for non-American citizens to vote in American elections. If you talk negative about it, 
You get canceled. You hear what I'm saying? <clears throat> More than 800,000 non-citizens of New York City will have the access to the ballot box and could vote in municipal elections as early as next year. After Mayor Eric Adams allowed legislation to automatically become law on Sunday. So, everyone's still talking about voting rights. Everyone's talking about this. And the Republicans won't work with the Democrats on voting rights. But on the state level, Democrats are... So nationally, we're holes on voting rights. But on the state level, they're working so that non-Americans can vote. I'm not even saying I'm opposed to it, but it sounds whack. It sounds like what everyone was telling me, that Tim, what they're trying to do is squeeze out black people so black people have no say in this country. I don't think we have a say now, Johnson. If we did, we let people co-opt it like Jim Clyburn and others like lead us astray and not fight for our best interests anyway. Right? Isn't that what happens? And it's important. I didn't even know this. More than a dozen communities across the U.S. already allowed nine citizens to cast ballots in local elections. So this ain't even a new thing. See me to tell me this whole time. Eleven towns in Maryland and two in Vermont. I live in Maryland. I didn't even notice. Eleven towns in Maryland that nine let nine citizens vote. Meanwhile, we can't get voting rights laws updated in this country that secures the right for all of us to vote. I don't know, man. Make it make sense, Johnson. Make this make sense. Make this, make this, make it okay. And I'm telling you, at the end of the day, they all pretend to care, but they really don't give a shit. They don't care. This shit is, it's all crazy. You know, I was talking to you guys about, okay, so I almost got into this thing about the schools and about the jab and about mandates and opening the schools. My schools are open. My schools are open. For the kids, they go. And some people say in their schools, they want the schools open, some are worried about the schools. Uh, what's right, what's wrong, I don't know. But we can't even have a conversation about it. Right? Because... Depending on what team you are, you can't have a different opinion on this shit. Right? And then I'm reading today how hospitals have been getting extra funds if they say people died from certain conditions. I can't even say it because if I say it, I'll probably get my channel destroyed. 
I mean, it's this bad, Johnson. It's this bad. I didn't know this. So, Merrick Adams, as horrible as he's been, well, he thinks that people that work low, work low-paying jobs or hourly jobs and don't pay a lot of money, low-paying jobs, are all people that can't qualify to work better jobs. He doesn't know that there are people working all types of jobs because they can't find other jobs. There's a, that's part of the problem, is that we got people who, who have skills, who can't find jobs in their professions, who work in all types of different types of jobs. And people, def some people defend his comments. Well, he's saying low-skilled workers. Hey, we need to do this and do that because low-skilled workers, they need to work. They need to work. You can't tell them that the jobs are closed or because you're afraid that you're going to get sick. We got to open up the economy and let the low-skilled workers get back to work. Well, those low-skilled workers are also high-skilled workers who are in low-paying jobs. There are a lot of high-skilled people in low-paying jobs all across the country. I met a scientist who worked at Home Depot as a cashier and drove Uber. When I went to South Carolina, covering the Sanders campaign, and there was a husband and wife, and they were both scientists, both doing both working whatever jobs they could work in order to keep the lights on. They are not, the, I did not find the only master's degree people working jobs that were like Uber and shit. Like, the, I, I didn't just corner the market on it. Like, there are people in all types of, with all types of degrees, with all types of skills levels, doing all types of things for money. And what I'm saying is it doesn't matter what Eric Adams says because to some people, all they care about is that he's making sure that he did not veto this bill in New York that allows non-citizens to vote. And had he done that, then he would have been in trouble. So what I'm saying is it's all screwed up. It's all, it's all hypocrisy. It's all bullshit. And whether you, what you like or what you don't like about what I said will determine how successful this show is or people continue to watch this show, depending on how this impacts you. Or whether you think schools should stay open or not. And at the end of the day, it's all opinion. But the people that are making the decisions are full of shit. Pretending they care, they don't care. They literally do not care. And we, we literally allow them to stay in power and elect them. We select them. Or they select us, or they've been selected for us. It's very, it's very confusing, isn't it? And the lies keep coming. The lies just keep on coming, Johnson. I don't know what to tell you. The lies keep coming, Johnson. Like, Tim, where are you going with this? I don't know. But according to the way America feels about itself, we're in a state of decay. And it ain't just me. It's not me talking about it. It's what it is. It's horrible. 80% of America thinks we're in a decay, in a state of decay because of all of this shit. And 80% is a large number to get it wrong. 
I don't think 80% of Americans got it wrong. I think they got it right. We are in a state of decay, but I'm gonna tell you why. Because people pretend to care who don't care. And the people that really should care, people that we need to care to mobilize, to fight this shit, are too busy trying to stay alive. They're too busy trying to stay indoors. They're working those jobs that Eric Adams talked about, Mayor Adams talked about, to try to survive. They're worried about their kids. Right? The kids got to go to school, but school ain't open, or school is open. Then what if the kids gonna come back sick because grandma got a sickness, or they live with a guardian who's got an illness, or they themselves are more, they have an immune deficiency situation that no one cares about, that no one talks about. And then we go out to each other for different opinions or subjects we don't even know everything about. But in order to keep a job and be able to go from job to job to job, you better act like you know what's going on, right? So you can stay employed. Or stay successful. So 42,000 people will watch your show when you don't know shit. But it's all about how fast you can talk and how quickly that you can assemble an audience kissing someone's ass. Or siding with a policy. Or creating a gray area for white supremacists who shoot down a black man in broad daylight and still have 42,000 people watching. Or people say they used to really like you back in the day and so you start speaking up for this shit. And then I got this story on my desk. And guys, like, I didn't know about this. I know about all this other stuff. Well, I didn't know about some of this stuff, but so Friday in my comment section, Keith Weston was talking about a story. I'm like, what's Keith talking about? So Keith is a big time supporter of the show. He's one of the great members of the Tim Black Wolfpack who keeps this show running. And he says, look at the Peter Spencer. So okay, Mrs. Black said, Tim, don't forget Peter Spencer. I didn't, I wrote down a note. Don't forget Peter Spencer. Cover it Monday. Must be good. And it's not good. It's one of the most horrible stories I've read all year. And I'm not talking about it in 2022, in 2021. Peter Spencer was killed on a hunting trip with his five white friends. Peter Spencer is a Jamaican immigrant. His girlfriend dropped him off to go hunting. He never came back home. Alive, anyway. Something happened. Resulting in him being shot nine times. Six in the chest, one in the mouth, two in the ass. And they said it was self-defense. And these people have been released. No one's being held. A modern-day lynching. That's what it's called. December, th December 11th, 2021, Jamaican-born immigrant Peter Spencer, 29, was dropped off to a cabin in Venango County, Pennsylvania, around 9 p.m., according to a sister to Talia Spencer, 
Her brother wants to go hunting and camping with a white man who he met, a, who he met at a previous job. She said the white man brought his own friends, three white males and his girlfriend, a white female. Spencer, who migrated to the U.S. in 2013, was the lone black guy in the group. He was dropped off by his fiance, Carmela King. King says she received a text shortly after noon, afterward to say he was staying overnight. But at 2.30 p.m. on December 12th, the Franklin police were called to the cabin and they found Mr. Spencer dead at the scene. So he goes on a hunting camping trip with his wife friend that he knew from another job, a previous job, and he's got friends with him that he doesn't know. And for some reason, Spencer ends up dead. He's shot nine times. They ruled his death a homicide. He was shot once in the mouth, two in the butt, six times in the chest and the abdomen. A 25-year-old man was taken into custody, as well as three additional individuals. They were detained, questioned, and released. No charges have been filed. The Pennsylvania State Police says it's still investigating the case, but not as a hate crime. Multiple guns were reportedly found at the scene, but no charges have been filed. The men claim they, they acted in self-defense. It's one of the most horrific stories I've seen. This sounds like there was a movie Ice T played in back in the nineties, where I don't remember much about it. I just remember people would be selected to go to this place in the woods. Somehow they end up in the woods running for their lives, and these people would pay money to hunt them. I don't know what's called. But that's what this sounds like. Some 1% hunting ritual with, with a black guy. It's the game. How you shoot somebody nine times and they say you were defending yourself? But I had no reports of anybody else being shot or stabbed or set on fire. These people are walking around free. Now, I'm sure they have a great explanation for this. They say self-defense. They were defending themselves against the, lone, the black guy who's now dead. None of them are dead. But he was the dangerous one who had to be stopped. None of them are in jail. I didn't hear about this story until Keith brought it to my attention. And this happened December 11th.
No one's talking about it. No one's even pretending to care. They're not even pretending to care about this one. It's like it didn't even even happen. It never it never occurred. Well, hell. I'm going to put links in the description box below or somewhere. So you can go donate money to the GoFundMe so the family can hire an investigator because the cops don't seem to be that enthusiastic about justice in this particular case. Now, I'm sure there's a scenario where a group of four people would have to shoot one person nine times in an act of self-defense. I just can't think of it. I'm sure it exists somewhere. Somewhere there's a there's a scenario that makes that make sense. But obviously the cops were able to, to deduce that scenario because I can't figure that shit out, but they were able to figure out a scenario that makes sense. And maybe they will produce information. Where it makes sense where Mr. Spencer could get shot in the fucking mouth. And in the chest and stomach. And in the ass. And it not be torture. I don't know. I'm sure somebody will help me out figure this out. Help me figure it out. You know, because I know obviously I'm jumping to conclusions. There I go sticking up for black people when I shouldn't. Bringing race into it. What's that got to do with it, Tim? I'm obvious. Obviously they would have shot a white guy too. It just didn't have any white guys that they didn't know that they wanted to kill that day. They would have killed a white guy. Tim, what are you talking about? You're always making it racial. We need to let all the facts come in. We need to let all the facts come in, Tim, and stop gaslighting and dividing the country. That's what they're going to say, right? I'm dividing the country. It wasn't that redlining thing that was done. It wasn't Jim Crow. It wasn't segregation. It wasn't separate bathrooms, separate schools, and People spitting on little black children trying to go to school. No, that's not dividing the country. It's dividing the country. When I do a video, that's dividing America. I'm dividing the country. I'm the bad guy, not the country. Not the government, not the 1%. Not the donors, not the racist organizations that exist. That think I'm a mud person. No, I'm dividing the country. Well, you know, maybe if I just uh, kept an open mind about this, looked at it from different vantage points, 42,000 people would be watching this podcast. I don't know. I'm crazy. I guess I should have been over here the whole time. Why? Wow.
Why are you over there, Tim? I don't know. I just I just looked up. I haven't paid attention to uh where I was sitting. Okay, guys, look, this is this is what it is. Patton Oswald. <clears throat> hey guys, as Patton Oswald went the other way yet and started defending Dave Chappelle again after apologizing for knowing his friend for 34 years. It's like a game you got to play in order to survive in this thing, you know? It's a game you got to play. I'm just not good at this game. All I, all I can do is just tell you exactly how I feel about something. It's like, hope we feel similarly, or if not, you'll say, oh, this guy's courageous. He's telling me how he feels. No one, I might be pissed off with him. I mean, that's all you can go for, right? Get it, get information, and then like, hope that uh, that works out for us. Ignore reality. Like, like, what is this shit about Obama? Michelle Obama might run for president. Michelle Obama could run, could run. Yes, yes. It's like people like, okay, you don't like all the other stuff I said? Okay, all that was shit. You don't like it? I'm bad. You want to cancel me? Okay, let me cut off a piece of myself. Here, take this flesh. I believe Michelle Obama could win. But Tim, he didn't say, you guys heard this, right? So Joe Rogan said, I don't even know if that's what he said. I gotta go listen to it because people lie. Did he say did he say Michelle Obama could win or did he say he wants her to win? Or he wants her to run? Did he say he'd vote for her? I don't know. I don't know. Hell man, I think I think Rihanna could run. I think Rihanna could beat Trump. But she can't. Is she from another country? I don't know. Megan the Stallion. Should run. Megan the Stallion should run. That's who should run. She just got her degree, right? It's what people want to hear, man. It's what people want to hear. I'm going to be as honest as I could be here and very blunt. I don't want Michelle Obama to run. I want to get past the Obamas. I want to pass the Bushes and the Clintons. I don't want this Obama thing to catch on. Fuck your feelings. Respectfully. We don't need this shit. Oh, I don't want more Trump either. I don't want more Trump. You got to say that because they'll say. Well, it's obvious if you don't want Michelle Obama, you must want Trump. Because there's only two people in the world that could run. To become president in America are Michelle Obama and Donald Trump. I 
That's how it works. Okay, so uh, I think it's Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday I got a... Uh, so Wednesday I'm bringing back a show called Chop It Up. It's, I'm, changing, I'm changing the title to Chop Tech. Tim Black's Chop Tech. Okay, so that's what we're going to... That is a long-form video guest. Uh, chop it up type of thing. And uh, my first guest for this, give it up for that. Long form video. So uh, for a long time, me and uh, a guest that I sit in and we talk about a lot of shit in the news cycle. We talk about them. We talk about stuff. Whatever's interesting, we have a conversation. We do something that I've always wanted to do, which is really have a longer conversation, more than an hour, more than two hours. The goal is three hours. And my first guest on this is Marcus Farrell. Uh, you know, you guys know Marcus Farrell for political uh, clickbaity. You know this guy, right? Political clickbait? Come on. And, uh, yeah, man, I don't know why I haven't had him on the show before this. So this is dope. I get to bring him on for this. And he'll be the first person to come through. And I'm looking forward to it, man. We're going to have a great conversation. It's going to be, I'm going to give you more information tomorrow. It's going to be during the day on Wednesday. It's going to be live. It's going to be real. And, uh... Yeah. So become a member of the Tim Black Show and, you know, subscribe so you get all the good stuff. And that's what's up. <laughs> that's what's up. I want to thank everybody who tuned in today because uh, this is crazy. I don't know what to tell you. I really don't. We got to be bigger people because the stuff that we're dealing with is horrendous. And we have to be smarter and be more thoughtful and uh, not kill each other over this shit. Because I think that's kind of what they want. I think they want us to just be depressed and go out to each other. That way they get to keep the money. They get to keep all the money while we're eating each other, beating each other up. Or eating each other up, one of those. And while they're doctoring their footage. All right, guys. I'm real Tim Black on Facebook and Twitter. I'm Tim Black on that on Instagram. I'm your guy. Go to polls, timblackpolls.com to join the podcast. Thanks for all you do. Much love. Join us. I'll see you on the next one. Until next time, cut the check. Wolfpack. People are on reparations. Reparations now. All my Johnsons. Wolfpack. Big K. Ayo, wait, hold up, pause, no debate, no applause, tired of the wait, man, we need a revolution, but you can't to the bait, we be down for the cause, I be late on a sauce, keep us down, hold up, pause, fuck up, round, get a public execution, better wise up, hold up, fuck it, pause. Pause like Tim Black, overwhelmed, but I gotta get my wits checked, we be preaching to the quiet like a hymn track, but we gotta make a dent, get the rich back. Laying in the street, we got brothers that overdosing Trying to help the poor with their handicap and emotion Both parties suck, take a minute and let it soak in They don't give a fuck, they be locking you up and smoking Both parties suck, Johnson